You are now listening to the Film Frequency Podcast, hosted by your professionally unprofessional film critics, the Film Bros. To another episode of the film frequency i am one of your host ceo hayes and i'm joined by my brother the particle one jb what's going on bro what's going on film family ready for another episode we still locked down we shut down but we still bring that entertainment to you <laughs> we've been dropping a lot of content lately i've streamed live a couple of times this week you just dropped a video on the uh, new trailer for training books on two aka peninsula which looks amazing amazing and we'll we'll get into that we do have that in our topics to talk about uh so with this one we're actually going to be talking about some news we'll also uh we'll be uh delving into uh some speculation on what may happen with amc theaters you ready to get into it bro let's do it all right so the first thing that we got up is just what we, what i just said is amc theater so they uh an executive from there came out and said that they're not expecting theaters to open up till after june which is just wild and even on my live stream a couple of days ago i talked about the fact this is before any of this news i said that we may not have a summer blockbuster season as we're used to it that kind of just confirmed it what do you think about that jb well i mean technically the summer blockbuster season is usually like july, july august yeah. right but i don't know what what's been completed i mean we follow the news pretty heavily and we haven't heard of any major blockbusters that are so completed so i don't know what's going to happen i do think we're going to get a blockbuster season i just don't think it's going to be those particular months it'll probably be towards the end of the month because you're going to have the blockbusters come out plus towards the end of the year is when you get the really good movies because everybody's pushing for for uh award season well that's what i i think i i think that our blockbusters like I, because people aren't even if theaters do open up june 1st People are going to be hesitant to go run right back into going into movie theaters. So I don't think we're going to have a traditional as even in July and August. I honestly think everything is going to wait to be around holiday time. I think holiday time, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's is all going to be jam full. And they're there because they, they're going to expect people to be out of school looking for something to do with their families. And that's where a lot of these like already James Bond moved to November. Right. So, right. um, and you know, uh, Black Widow also November now. So I really think November is going to be where that traditional block, but heavy blockbuster, like, yeah, the end of the year is always award chasing season, but I think it's going to be both. Now it's going to be the award movies and the blockbuster movies. And it's going to be a great time for us moviegoers. And we're going to spend a lot of money. <laughs> I, I was about to say, do you think the last say three to four months is just going to be straight banger after banger after banger? I do. I really do. I and I and I didn't think that at first, but the longer and longer that this is going on, and if it cuts into July, um, I really think that you know maybe August we still get some of the summer blockbusters, but you know the the horror movies, the Halloween movies, uh, Halloween itself is going to come out around October, November, and then it's really October, November, December, and January. It's just going to be every weekend a blockbuster. Yeah, yeah. So at least I'm looking forward to that. That's something we can all look forward to after not getting a you know a lot of great stuff yeah. will have a good compact, you know, a couple months of good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And until then, you know, and let me, let me, let me, when I say we're not going to have a summer blockbuster season, I mean, as far as traditional in the theaters, I do think that Netflix and Hulu, if they do have anything is in the can, 
they're really going to be releasing it then because they know people are going to be maybe putting their foot back in the theater and not jump right back into it. I think we're going to get a lot of even I mean, Netflix dropped is planning to drop 67 original series and movies between now and the end of this month. 67 bro so i was no that's crazy and and also we forgot amazon studios as well but um netflix i was just looking forget about with 60 something movies i was just looking at their april lineup of new releases and they have like 10 new releases in in the month of april alone so um and this is in the span of like i only looked up like three weeks so they the content is going to be coming now the fact that they have this shutdown and the theaters are not there they know that more and more people are going to be looking to streaming so maybe things that had pushed back for later on in the year they might move it up exactly exactly and that's what i'm thinking as well um but yeah i just it's it's and the chance that amc theaters close like the speculation is it started uh, about a month ago but it's getting stronger and stronger that if not AMC as a whole may close down, which I think would just be asinine, there's a lot of theaters that may just not reopen, bro. Well, yeah, I mean, in terms of the smaller theaters, the mom and pop shops, we were talking about like the dollar theaters and stuff. I don't know how these guys are going to survive this because they rely they rely on, on this type of thing. The bigger theaters, the AMCs, the landmarks, the cinemarks, they may survive just by the hair, but it all depends on how long this goes for. I don't know. We don't know what their, I mean, their business standpoint and like what their cash flow is like and, you know, all the financials, but it's hard, man. And not only for movie theaters, but just any businesses for that matter. Yeah, and I, what I hope, and, you know, I'm not one that always is like all for government bailouts of huge corporations, but in this case, I really do hope that, you know, the United States government does something because this is something no one could plan for. Um, and they and it, it can be a huge hit to the economy. I mean, it's going to be a huge hit to the economy either way. Um, so hopefully, you know, they can work out some some form of bailout uh, to kind of ease this. And like I said, not maybe save them completely as far as far as all the theaters, but to save some from closing down. So I'm going to put you on the spot right now. Yeah. You're you're the owner of a, of a movie theater, a big name movie theater. Mm-hmm. This has just happened. You're taking a big hit. But luckily you've you know you're not going to go out of business you're going to survive this how do you plan moving forward that if some shit like this happens again you don't get killed again i mean there's really nothing you can do in a case like this and i only say that because with it being like states and the the government saying like social distancing you really can't do anything in that case i, I mean they tried to do the thing where they were only going to sell I think it was like 50 percent of the of the theaters but that d- just doesn't work in a situation like this so i think the only thing you can do going forward is you know i don't there's nothing like what do you what, what can you do like can you can you uh like some of the places we're doing like maybe you can turn it to like the side of your building you can do uh airings of shows outside where people can sit in their cars and do it that's really that's the only thing I that going. i can that i can think you do like you get a big projector you get something on the side of your building so that way people can park in their parking lot still uh, stick to social distancing, but watch movies. And, you know, I saw like there was a drive-in movie theater that turned uh their one of their screens into a big like Mario Kart tournament, and people and oh, they cool. and they sanitize sanitized the controllers and passed it through the car, and then people were able to maintain social distancing but still interact. And that's a great idea, something dope like yeah. that. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's along the lines of what I was thinking. Get a big screen TV out there and and do something like that. And the reason I came up with that idea is because. I was going somewhere yesterday. Oh, I went to go get my uh, get, went to go pick up my car. I had to do an oil change, and uh, I passed a T-Mobile, and the T-Mobile was open, but everybody was outside. They had a table, and they had like four or five T-Mobile reps, and they had like laptops. 
So they were they were doing it, but from outside, and you know there was social distancing. Mm-hmm. So it's the same concept: have a big screen TV outside, everyone can drive through, and, and you know do that way. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, we'll see going forward, man. But the last bit of news that we have uh, on this list: <sighs> Are you ready to get into this shit, bro? Let's do it, man. <laughs> this it, it's um. This movie, like, and you you did a reaction trailer too that was great. Everyone definitely go and check out JB's reaction trailer. This is just so we can kind of talk and speculate uh, with each other. Um, this trailer for Peninsula, Train to Busan 2, um, is seriously, I think, one of the best trailers I've seen ever. Ever. I, and, I, and that's no hyperbole, bro. When you, when you, it, well, I will say this for people who actually saw the first one and know how tense that movie was and everything to come into this trailer it's just like oh they took it up a notch and it just it was one of the best sequel trailers i think i've ever seen in my life yeah so going into this i assumed to see a lot of what we saw in part one which i'm absolutely fine with but we got a lot of what we saw from part one plus more like Mm -hmm. i even said in the reaction video like this has a lot more action than part one which i'm fine with so and just the way if the 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 trailer is just an indication of what we're gonna get from the movie we're gonna be in for a freaking treat because the trailer was done really really good bro it was yeah it was a great uh suspenseful trailer i love how they showed the zombies like that whole thing of like when they came out of the crate and it it looked like a bunch of zombies all like sewed together or something it was like it was and it was literally like maybe a two second glimpse of you didn't really get to see much of it but it's like i need to see that scene now like all the tease yeah it did everything that a good a great trailer is supposed to do without giving too much away we still don't know the plot of it very much so like you can get as much as you can out of this and any descriptions that have been placed. But I love when you're able to show a lot of the, the tone of the movie, but not give away much of the story. So we're still going to show up and really be engaged in the story. Like that's one thing I will say that I dislike. I'm, I'm you know, I'm a Marvel movie guy. They give so much away in the trailers. Usually mm-hmm. that if you're, if you're, halfway smart you can you can piece together at least the first act of the movie usually if not the whole like first and second act but it i I love that they didn't give much of the story away yeah and you know they showed a lot of good stuff but you you know that they left a lot of stuff in the back pocket as well so like you said it's not gonna be like mcu where you're getting a lot of the movie in the react in the uh, trailer there's still a lot left and man i'm just hyped to see this they haven't you know set a release date yet but i just can't wait till it comes out man i'm really really bummed so um it's i feel like it's going to be action slash horror yeah that's the route they're going for this time do you think with parasite getting the award uh, attention that it did do you think that peninsula is going to get more like get some of the rub from that and we're wrestling fans so when you hear us use terms like rub you guys have figured (laughs) out in the context but uh like and i'm not saying that it's going to get like movie of the year nominations or anything but do you think it's going to maybe maybe get like design or, or some awards like that because traditionally like i don't train to busan as far as i know really didn't get much uh, notice with the awards as it should have because it was one of the best movies of that year period so what do you think to my knowledge i don't think they got any big award or even yeah. a nomination i know they did 93 million worldwide but in the u.s they did they, i think they barely cracked two million okay. but parasite opened doors for a lot of foreign films and it's about time because people sleep on foreign films just because they don't feel like reading a subtitle yeah. or watching a dubbed uh, a dubbed movie which is just crazy however parasite has opened doors for the foreign industry and like you said, I don't think they're going to be winning any awards because this is not an award type movie. Mm-hmm. Unless like maybe the cinematography or something is crazy or effects for like Oscars or whatever. Mm-hmm. But there will be eyes on it. And there's one major thing 
that makes me think there's going to be a lot of eyes on it. I've never seen, at least to my knowledge, a foreign film uh, trailer, and there was subtitles in it. And when the little girl talked, there was a subtitle, and I'm like, oh, there's a there's a subtitle. So I they're they're trying to get that that parasite rub, and I do think if people go out and watch Train to Busan one. Absolutely, they'll watch part two. Yeah, yeah. And I think, too, um, when you look at the platform as well, like what that's been doing, and I get it, it's through social distancing and it's gained a lot of buzz social media-wise, but I think when you have that coming off the back of Parasite winning the awards it did, it's opening whole new people's eyes to dubbed and subtitled movies. Um, So, you know, hopefully it does. I I think this movie's going to be great. I'm really looking forward to it. It's honestly one of my most anticipated movies, period. Um, So, yeah. Let's, let's hope that it does, but that's it for the news. You have the right to remain silent! Aren't you trained for shit like this? Let's do this. What the? Kareem needs to go buy a friend's house after school. And he asked that you pick him up. When my mom dated this one guy, we became BFFs. You were BFFs with a grown-ass man? There's literally documentaries on Netflix about why that's so sick and fucked up. I think that's a difference. You expect us to be BF? Fuck out of my face, man. Uh, good talk. Welcome back to my channel. Ready to get into some coffee and Kareem. Yeah, and what's funny is uh, you sent me the trailer to this. I hadn't, I hadn't heard about it, didn't know it was coming out. And I was like, oh, that looks really, really good. And we immediately was like, all right, yeah, we got to review it. Because I forgot what we were thinking about doing uh, for this episode first. But this is much better to talk about, much better to discuss. Uh, yeah, so this movie, uh, Ed Helms, uh, Taraji P. Henson, um, and uh, Kareem is played by Terrence Little, who had only been in a Nickelodeon show up until now. So he doesn't have really much IMDb or many credits to his, scene, to his name. But this is a Netflix original. Uh, very much in the theme of whoa, 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 whoa! You said Taraji. You said the kid. Uh-huh. Excuse me. You better be giving Betty Gilpin some love. For, well, I, we're gonna get into that because oh, we try, my girl. You're white, <laughs> and it's funny because we reviewed the hunt, right? And right, we talked about Betty Gilpin, um, and her versatility. This is a completely different. Like this, just added to that. She is, bro. She she's the one. It. She's the one to watch. So, like seriously, she is one to watch in in the movie industry and you know i already said that she is being looked at by marvel and if she does get cast in a marvel movie her career is going to shoot up because she's the Mm -hmm. she has the perfect combination of things like this for matter of fact as much as brie larson her her comedy is forced uh what i would see about betty gilpin is that everything that i've like the hunt in this has been natural her comedy doesn't seem forced she seems to be having fun she does the physicality she did the action she did the fight scenes in the hunt like Somebody needs to get like lock her into a, a franchise right now, ASAP. Yeah, she's so talented. I mean, we talked about it on the hunt, and then she comes here and kills this role as well. I mean, I, I, I'd say she's probably the standout, and at least for me, while well, we will get into Terrence it. Terrence Little was the standout to me. So let's let, let let's get into it because we're gonna have our, our non spoiler discussion first. Where we're gonna pr- primarily focus on the roles and the actors themselves. So we can go ahead and jump into the non spoiler discussion for this and. Before we get into it, because a lot of the conversation is going to be Betty Gilpin and the kid. Let's talk about Ed Helms right. and Taraji P. Henson first. Ed Helms, he he has nailed a certain type of character. And he plays versions of that character in everything he does. And he, he's one of those actors that I haven't got I haven't gotten tired of it yet. Because for me, Eddie, uh, Eddie Ed Helms, uh, mm-hmm. 
comedy for me is all reactionary. So if you, you place him in these different situations and let him react to it, yeah, the character itself is all quirky and the same type of character, but his reactions are wildly different in who you're putting him in scenes with. And he's I, I, I love Ed Helms in, in, in something like this. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I won't lie. Like, I haven't been the biggest fan of his. I know he was in, like, the Hangover series. And, um, oh, uh, I mean, the Hangover 1 was okay. I mean, I wasn't really a big fan of the franchise, one of the few. I mean, I know I'm probably in the minority. But I enjoyed him in this. I enjoyed him in this. Like you said, he has that quirky, you know, he's that quirky character. But, I, you know, I enjoyed him in this. Oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah I, yeah i enjoyed him in this too i think um what i'll say about ed helms is that he's not someone who i can ever see being like just the uh, the sole main character in the movie and i would enjoy it you have to always pair him with someone or put him in yeah. in in groups of people and that you know that's why the hangover works so well for him um there was something else i saw him in the, and like one of the things he did that i didn't like was like the redo of family vacation I didn't like him in that because it was so much of just him, even though he was in a, a in a group of characters with the family. But it was all built around his type of comedy. And I didn't really like him in that role. This is the type of like you pair him with this wise cracking ass kid and Terrence Little mm-hmm. and you have a great combination. You know, Taraji Pence. And I, I just want to mention her because, you know, she's been around for a long time. She really doesn't have much to do in this movie, but the way that they use her. It's funny, like the scene in the house when when she's like, they told me never to date a white man. It was like that. That was worth her being cast alone. Let me say, I absolutely enjoyed her in this movie. And I think the the scene. Well, we're, you know, I know we're, we're doing not non-spoiler, but the scene where she's in the hotel yeah. and she's kicking ass is yeah. probably the best scene in the yeah. entire movie for me. Yeah, so you had her in uh, Taraji play, play like that, that protective uh, African American mom, yeah. or you know, she is that role, and it was so funny. And she's another person; she doesn't get as much um, credit as she should. She's very versatile. She's been in many movies with different roles, so yeah, she she did really good on this one. Yeah, yeah, and she's one of the few people who can do action, who can do comedy, who can mix it all together. Um, I honestly wish we would have got more scenes with her and Betty Gilpin together just because i feel like them them they would have been able to play off each other nicely but i understand in the story why we didn't um but all right let's talk about terrence little the kid the the unknown commodity in this and the one who really for being a kid he carries a lot of these scenes even with ed helms like the scene in the car where he's like you gotta basically you gotta be like super gay like you gotta say gay (laughs) was and that may sound offensive you guys have seen this you gotta see the movie like it his his delivery and his comedic timing is well beyond his age because I think he's like 12 in real life. And that's the thing that makes com- like, yeah, just saying a bunch of crude like cursing and all that can be funny, like as just a one hit. But you have to have the correct timing. And with his facial reactions and the pace and timing in which he said certain lines, it just nailed it home. He really picked up on that good boys vibe. You know, we reviewed that last year. And it, it, right. I can see him being in like the sequel to that movie or something. Yeah, 100 percent. I mean, again, any kid, they can have any kid just curse. Yeah. That's not what makes it funny. What makes it funny is his delivery. And like you said, his facial reactions. And he had that down on point. And I mean, he threw out a lot of one-liners that were just so, the delivery was so on point. Obviously, he didn't write these one-liners, but the delivery was so on point. Like, I mean, I'll say right now, man, I was telling you before we we start recording, I've read a lot of critics' reviews and, and seen, you know, from the critics. And a lot of people are hating on this movie. And I really don't know why. I don't know if it's because the manner of, having a child curse and going to strip clubs and, and, you know, these adult themes, if that's pissing people off, but 
I got to say, in this time that the country's in right now, being with COVID-19 quarantine, we need to freaking sit back and chill for a second and have a laugh. Not every freaking thing has to be analyzed to death. We're, you know, we're, we're, we're movie reviewers, right? Mm -hmm. And we analyze movies. Go back and listen to anything we've done. We analyze, we chop it up, we break it down. But sometimes there are movies such as this one where you don't have to necessarily do it. You just sit back and enjoy and take it for what it is. This is not some Oscar-worthy shit or some drama that's going to make you you know, tear up or get emotional attachment. It's meant to sit down and enjoy and have a laugh. And, yeah, and I think that that's – everything isn't – as much as I like some stuff is just meant to just sit down and enjoy, like turn off your brain in a way and just enjoy what's being presented in front of you. And this is this is like what Netflix is great at. Like, the, and don't get me wrong, Netflix drops award winning movies and it yeah. should. And it's a good place for some for people to, you know, for the studio system who they, they don't get the biggest budget or trust there. They go to Netflix and that makes sense. But it Netflix is great for something like this, where it's like they're just going to show up. I'm going to sit down with my family. I'm going to watch this movie. We're going to eat some popcorn and we're just going to have fun and laugh our asses off. Like that's what this movie's perfect for. And that's what it did. And also, if you are trying to find a message through this, I'll give you some messages. How about a single mom? Mm. How about interracial, um, interracial relationships? How about dirty cops? I mean, there's a bunch of different things you can get out of it if you really want to. But I say, forget all that. Just sit down and relax and watch the movie. Yeah, for sure. And uh, before we get into the spoilers, let's di let's talk a little bit more about Betty Gilpin. Um, bro, it's only like I, I would honestly say 2021, if she's not cast in like she's basically the leading role in something, it's been a fail for like she needs to fire her management, her agent and everything because she's amazing. Yeah, she's amazing. And uh, like I said, she can do it all. She can do the 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 action. She can do the comedy. She can do the drama. I mean, and she's another one. Her delivery is great. Every time she says something, it's always funny because of her delivery. And if you remember when we rebooted the show, this podcast, the, one of the first episodes we did, it might have been the first episode we did on the reboot, was Terminator. And we were talking about, I was very she critical. She would have been great in that. I role. was super critical of Mackenzie Davis. Yeah. And you asked, well, who could I have been? I couldn't have thought of somebody at the time. But let me tell you, this chick, Betty Gilpin, oh my gosh, she would have murdered that role. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the only thing that she has coming up right now that's on uh, her uh, Wikipedia page is she's in a movie called The Tomorrow War. Um, which it doesn't look like she's the main character in that either. Uh, and that one's actually going to be directed by Chris McKay, who's actually a pretty good director. Um, so I, and Chris Pratt is the star of that. So I, you know, she's, I think she, like 2020 is, especially with everything that's going on. I think like a lot of these side roles she, she's going to be in is really going to help her get noticed, especially she's going to be in a movie with Chris Pratt being the main character. But like I say, if by the end of this year, we don't get a casting of her in a, in a Marvel movie or an action movie or hell, I can, I like, I love the new chicken Tomb Raider. She would have been great for that too. Like, yeah, I, I can guarantee she's, she's going to get roles. She's just, you know, she's just trying to build her resume at this point. Yeah. As long as she keeps delivering in all of her uh, her films that she does, she's going to eventually get that breakout role that she's going to just blow up, and then that's it. We'll see her all the time, all over the place. Exactly. And she has the size and the physicality. You know, she's 5'7 for a woman, which is... And, and think good. about it right now. Minus Scarlett Johansson, who else fits that criteria, like action, and, and just right now, in terms of actresses? There's a void there, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that uh, she can fill. 
Yeah, I mean, and I know they were talking about like doing something new with like the Alien franchise. Like, there's a lot of different things I can see, I can see her in. Um, yeah, there's really not a not a huge act. You know, I would say Halle Berry still, especially in the last John Wick, has shown that she can do it. But as far as if we're talking about new up and comers, it's uh, right. Gal Gadot. We can't forget her. She's Wonder Woman. Oh, absolutely, um, absolutely. Uh, Brie Larson, Captain America. Um, and then yeah, Scarlett Johansson. And I'll also say, uh, damn, what is the? She just played. Um, Harriet Tubman. Uh, oh and, yeah. Um, uh, Cynthia Evero. Evero. Yeah, right, right, she, right. Her as well. Like they're kind of the new class um, of, of actresses to look out for. But you know, as far as like being like a, a action of the potential action star, Betty Gilpin definitely stands out amongst that group. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, uh, look at that though. That she. That's a. I forgot about her. Yeah, you can't she's definitely. You know. Yeah, can't. 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 Cannot forget about yeah, her. She, she's she's legit. She was a me- member of what the. Uh, I can't. She was actually in like the military. So like she's she's a legit badass. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can't forget Gaudia though. But that's it. Uh, do you got anything left for the non-spoiler section? No. All right, let's go ahead and jump right into spoilers, bro. So let, I guess we'll start it off with the spoilers by talking about uh, the basic theme of this movie or the plot. So it starts off this movie with uh, Ed Helms and uh, going into his girlfriend's house and the son Kareem sees them having sex, which is but, you know, they they're did, was he in here? Was he not? So he basically wants to take a hit out on Ed Helms's character. Um, my, my dude said, you fuck my you fuck my mom. I'm going to fuck your life. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, and it takes about the first 20 minutes of this movie. And so um, before this, we get Ed Helms. He uh, apprehended. um I forgot the the Orlando Johnson. Uh, I forgot the, the actor's name. Uh, that's the character. For Orlando anyone Johnson. who's trying to figure out who that is, is it's the, one of the boyfriends from Sister Sister. 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 That's where I remember he, from. It's funny because like he still looks. He's like he's older than us, bro, and he still looks like he's in his twenties. He's forty three he years old, man. What? He is I forty. He was in his thirties. He wow. is forty three years old, man. He looks good. He looks good yeah, still. Uh, black don't crack. Uh, <laughs> but so and he and he he catches on his phone them killing a cop which kind of sets into motion them being on the run and there's an amber alert put out and then they said he uh ed helms's character kidnapped kareem and it was so funny like in that scene he was <laughs> so wait he tried to rape you like that that whole exchange between them and the him and the uh, kareem and the gangsters was hilarious yeah he's like yo if you don't tell if you don't help me i'm gonna tell him that you tried to rape me yeah, he tried to get into my asshole. <laughs> but yeah, man, this is this this movie. It, the, the premise is wild as hell from the from the get go. Um, and you very early on, like before, uh, James Coffey is demoted to traffic. You get a scene with him, David Allegrier, and Be- Betty Gilpin's character. And immediately when you watch it, you text me like, "I have a feeling that they're all in on it." And it, it, I got that from Betty Gilpin, but I didn't from David Allen Greer the first time I watched it. But it, I guess it makes sense. But yeah, she just her whole acting from this and they're not trying to pull like i don't think they're trying to get you to they're, like, like they're mystery. trying to hide the fact yeah they're not trying no. to like make it a mystery so you do get that from her very early on like with her cockiness and how she is that she's probably crooked um it just the, the whole like i said the premise of this movie is fucking hilarious bro and then when they go to the hotel and they're checking in and the guy's like i'm not judging he's like no i'm not here for sex <laughs> like it's, right, it's right. Hilarious. he's like i hope you crack your case <laughs> and, and then they go in there and and uh oh my god it's just it's just i mean it's funny man and also shit i haven't seen david allen greer in forever where that like i saw him with his white beard i'm like holy crap this dude has been missing forever I don't remember the last thing I, other than he uh he retweeted my tweet 
Uh, I had a viral tweet. I don't know if you saw. Yeah, the one with the the guy with the with the with the gold hair, the platinum hair, or whatever. I don't know if you saw the tweet, but yeah, it, I don't know if I saw that. One. It got like two million views, and David Allen Greer, Chance the Rapper, all retweeted it. So, yeah. how about how about the uh, the the um, oh, the uh, strip club scene? Would you take your son to a strip club? Never, never. At the age of twelve, never or eleven. How old are we? In this? No, not not going. And he and he's like. Oh, um, I want you to. Uh, he doesn't know how to talk to girls, so Officer Coffee is trying to like tell him, like you know, give him advice. And then he calls the stripper, and he's like, "Oh, so where are you from?" Blah blah. blah. And the stripper's like, "Oh, I'm from Detroit." And then he's like, "Oh, how much see your pussy?" <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least he started. At least he gave a little small talk before he jumped right into it. Exactly. <laughs> That's so funny, man. And uh, I, it's just it's. The kid in this movie, and I, I don't want to like gush over him or anything, but like most of the greatness in this movie all comes from his one-liners. Like when they're going through the scene of like the drug house, and he he's like, "I want the gun." It's like it, it was funny as hell, man. Yeah, man, he, they did a good job with him. Um, it's crazy that this dude went from like freaking Nickelodeon to this. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're definitely gonna see a lot more of him. I'm hoping we see a lot more of him because uh, you know they're they ha- they have the tendency sometimes to have these child actors come out and do these like big roles and then they sort of disappear. Um, I, I really hope that this doesn't happen to him because he does have, so, there is something there. He does have some talent. Um, yeah. And I'd like to see him in more roles. I, I do think he'll probably be like kind of pigeonholed in the comedy thing for, for a while because he's so good at it at such a young age. But yeah, I definitely, I don't know. I'll, I got to check to see if what he has in the pipeline, if he has anything else coming out. Uh, the only thing I see right now is that uh, he was in the show danger force. Uh, yes, on Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon or Henry da- Henry Danger, and they're spinning that off into another show called Danger Force, which he's also going to be in. And it looks like he was in 2018. He was in a show called Speechless, but it doesn't really look like he has much else coming up either. But that's go- all going to end soon. <laughs> yeah, I think that's going to change. And you know, the good thing is, uh, he, this this is I'm really glad that this film came out on this type of platform because I feel like if this movie came out in the movie theaters it might not necessarily get as many as much play as if you're coming out on Netflix only because like Ed Helms is not like one of those guys are like, Oh shit, let's run to the movie theater and watch Ed Helms. So which is basically you made that point earlier, but it being on Netflix, we're quarantined. People are going to be like, ah, why the hell not? So it does good for the kid. It does good for Betty Gilpin, both of their careers. I think a lot more eyes will be on it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, what do you think about like uh the, the as we talked about the boyfriend from sister sister switching sides in the in the third act of this movie it it, it didn't seem natural to me no i think it's it did seem natural because throughout the whole movie he was basically saying like man this is not me like this is not my life i'm not a bad guy i, I never shot he said even in the first like beginning part of the movie he's like i never shot anybody before that was just him trying to be a persona based on his rap career yeah. so eventually i kind of had a feeling eventually it would happen and he would like he would like flip uh, which he ended up, you know, he ended up flipping. Mm-hmm. So I could see a natural. His two, um, his two sidekicks, though, those dudes were funny as shit. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't even. I forgot what their names were in the, in the movie. But um, let's talk. Being that we're talking about those two, can we talk about the freaking hotel scene with Taraji just kicking their ass? They had so they gave they gave Taraji two scene, well, two like action type scenes in this movie. They gave her this one, then they gave her the 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 end scene, which we'll talk about. Which I kind of didn't like that they gave that to her. I almost would rather Kareem do it, but uh, the the hotel scene 
why is this woman not in more action movies, bro? I know they. Tr- I, know. I know she had that one, and it did terrible in the box office. And it's like they haven't tried to make her like a leading lady in the action movie uh, since then. But uh, yeah, like I don't get it because she has the the chops. I, I don't think honestly, I don't think she's an action star. Oh. But this this wasn't really action. I mean, it was action, but it was like action comedy because yeah. she's like talking shit as she's kicking their ass. So I think in that type of realm, she can do fine in like, uh, you know, as she's kicking their ass, she's talking shit like in a, in a comedy type role. I think she could do fine. But it was just straight soul acting. Um, not soul acting, but soul action, you know, kind of like Gilpin in The Hunt. I don't think she can pull that off. I just don't think she can. Oh, have you seen Proud Mary, the movie that, she, that it was all about uh, yeah. her? What did you think about her in Proud Mary? Proud Mary was the movie where, um, just remind me of the synopsis again. Um, it was the movie where uh, it was, I can't remember her what husband? it was set in. Um, she was an assassin. She was trained as an assassin, and the kid comes into her house or whatever. Are you? Have you not seen? Yeah, it? I, yeah, because my wife is a huge Taraji fan, so oh. I feel like I've seen every single Taraji movie there is. Yeah. Um, it's just that I get some of them crosswired, but I believe I, it came out like a year or two ago, right? Yeah, it came out in two thousand eighteen, and, and yeah, 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 and the the budget on it was reported like twenty million dollars, and it made twenty one million the whole box office, and they just haven't tried. But I think the story was the problem there. Her and action scenes as an assassin, it wasn't an issue at all. Like she she nailed those scenes to me, so I don't I don't understand why. Like people have completely moved ever since, and then like she's done like hidden figures, uh, a criminy, uh, acrimony. I always say criminy. Uh, she was in Ralph Breaks the Internet, uh, Want Men Want, but like she hasn't really done action stuff since then. How long has Empire been around? Six years, I think. Huh. Yeah. Okay, because you would think uh, from Empire her stock would climb, and I mean she's still getting roles, yeah. but she's not getting like a many outside of Proud Mary. What else was like a leading leading lady role? Um, I mean, she was one of the leads in, in Hidden Figures. I mean, she wasn't the lead, but she was a lead in Hidden Figures. I wouldn't well, say that she was Well, wasn't. yeah, like, here she was a lead, but she wasn't the lead. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Acrimony. Acrimony. God damn it. She hmm. was the, she was a, a lead in uh, Want Men Want. She was the lead in that one, but that was a comedy with uh, Tracy Morgan. Uh, but, yeah, that's really it. Okay. Would you prefer her? I, and I'm not talking about action. I'm just talking about overall. Would you prefer her or Tiffany Haddish? Oh, her, I don't. I'm not a Tiffany Haddish fan, bro. I love Tiffany Haddish. I'm, bro. I'm a fan of. I'm a fan of, Tish, of Tiffany Haddish. Um, like when she was in Girl Strip, where she isn't the focus, but she's the comedic relief. I love her in okay. those roles. But since then, Hollywood has tried to thrust her into leading lady roles, and she just doesn't have the acting chops. You can crack jokes and be funny all day, but at the end of the day, this is about acting, and she just like she. She doesn't have the acting chops to be a leading person, in my opinion. So anything that I've seen her in where they've tried to now put her in the lead, it's just been cringeworthy to me. Yeah, I don't want to talk too much about her. But yeah, you're right. Um, I think as a side character, as a side person, secondary person, she does well as a leading person now. Yeah, yeah. Put her at a second or third. Great. I'll, I'll sign off on that all day. Leading lady. No, I'm good on that player. So let me ask you this. What do you have to say to the critics who said that Coffee and Cream is full of... Um, there's not a, a lot, not a lot of spontaneity. There's a bunch of cliche stuff. Uh, the the storyline of Dirty Cops has been mm-hmm. done over and over and over. What do you have to say to that? I would say that they don't know what fucking film they're watching because yes, it is a cliche. <laughs> yes, it is. It is for it's suppo- it's supposed to like if you look at the tone of this movie, 
it's supposed to be all those things. Like they knew what they were doing when they were writing this. They didn't do it to think that they were like breaking the mold. It was it's a comedy. You put people in these situations and it's supposed to be funny. It's just like it's a parody in a way, but it's not a flat out parody. But like it's it's supposed to be all those it's things. Satire. You just named. Yeah, sat- exactly. Satire is the perfect word for it. So my thing is like, yeah, it is cliche, but they meant for it to be cliche. Exactly. Yeah. It was supposed to be cliche. That's what they were going for. So how can you if you're saying they did exactly what they were going for, how can you say they failed at what they were trying to do? Yeah. You, okay. Yeah. I, I mean, and th- that's the thing. And I think, honestly, a lot of the reviews I've been reading of Netflix stuff and um, since this whole social distancing thing has been going on has been incredibly harsh because I think, like, the critics are just looking for that thing to, like, this is why I'm a critic instead of just, right. like, and that's that's why, honestly, like, I look at reviews. Um, There are very few, like, mainstream uh, reviewers that I look at John Campy is one that I'm always going to look at me and you both like Chris Stuckman um, the YouTubers are more so what I look at because I think it's more genuine the people who like write these reviews for like magazines or for huge Stuffy websites hell, I don't I really very few and far between do I have my reviewers that I trust um, IGN is probably the most mainstream one that I look for for stuff just because I feel like yeah they're a mainstream website um, and platform but the people that they have assigned to it are movie nerds and not so these 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 high brow uh, critiquers or whatnot. So I really try to steer away from stuff like that. Yeah, I just feel like sometimes they they go in with the intention like, oh, if I don't shit on this, it's not, I'm not doing the right thing. Exactly. So I know they try to be analytical, but sometimes they get a little bit too over analytical. Yeah. Sometimes you just gotta you just gotta sit back in. Some movies are really like it's just like fucking like we talked about the 80s late 80s early 90s action movies those weren't meant for lo- like they're it, going back and watch them now they're all cringeworthy worthy as shit but guess what that was the tone that they were going for and sometimes you just have to live within the tone that the movie's trying to set and this one was nothing was serious about this movie and it wasn't meant to be that like i don't get it so at the end of the day what do you think the shelf life of this movie is going to be do you think it's one that's going to go on for a long time or it'll die out you know in a month or two or considering where we are um, I don't think it's going to die out anytime soon. I think like I can't I, I, off the top of my head. I don't know any other comedies that have released this time. So I think it's going to have a long shelf life because people are looking for escapes, man. People are tired of seeing coronavirus shit on the news all the time. And they're looking for an escape. And I think it's going to live in there. When I, when I checked last night and the movie just released yesterday, uh, no, released Friday night. When Friday, I checked it, right. it was number five trending on social media. That's huge. That's huge for something that if this wasn't going on, I think like. If we weren't in the current times that we're in, I could see it have been maybe a thing that some people watched initially and then it kind of died out. And then maybe some people found it later down the road when they were bored or maybe next January when there are no movie releases and people are just looking for shit to watch on Netflix. I could just see it like getting a resurgence then. But I right. really think that it's the perfect movie for the time considering the situation that we're in. And it's going to get I mean, when you look at platform, hell, we talked about it, our platform review the most successful thing we've done on YouTube. And it was a movie that nobody would have paid attention to if this no. pandemic wouldn't have been going on. So I think it, it, it has the potential for a long shelf life. Yeah, I believe so. Cause people are, are actively going out and watching this platform. I don't really think anybody went out actively and watched. I think a few people watched it cause it came out on Netflix mm-hmm. and uh, it just blew up cause it's, it's a really good movie, but people actively are going out and trying to watch this. So I think it's going to last for a long time, but let me ask you this. I mean, so far for 2020, we've had a couple comedies, um, nothing over the top amazing, 
Would you say, is it fair to say that this is the best comedy of 2020 or at least top three? I think what I'm the, comfortable saying comedies, it's top three. What other comedies have come out this year? The Hunt, so I just the have, hunt we're considering a comedy, right? Me and you have both kind of said, like, well, how, what are we labeling the hunt, at, hunt as? A comedy action? So if we're, if we're doing comedy that, thriller? if we're doing that, then the hunt for me is number one. But this is close behind. Yeah, so I think, like, um, I would definitely put it in the top three. Um, only because, like, I agree with you 100%. Only because I think the hunt, um, the hunt, the hunt was slightly better in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, not too much better, but it's because I enjoyed the action more in the hunt. If we're looking at an overall movie, so yeah, I would say the hunt and then this. And it's funny I say that because uh, you know I have a letterbox for for those who uh, have not heard of letterbox. It's a site you go on and you can leave reviews and ratings and stuff. And I literally have hunt. I believe as like number nine or number eight, and the very next movie after that is is this movie. Okay. What are we labeling Bad Boys as? Just action, or is that action comedy too? I, I, well, if we're labeling that as comedy, then I would have to label that above them. But I, yeah. I kind of look at that more as like as like action. Okay, and then we got Sonic, uh, which I enjoyed it, but it was nowhere near the quality of this or The Hunt for me. Um, no. And then another movie that I don't know if you've watched or not. They did come oh. out, hooking up with uh, Britney Snow, and I, I forgot the black guy's name on it. Like I randomly just. Played it on the Fire Stick one day. Hadn't heard about it. Hadn't heard any buzz about That's it. That's 2020. 2020. Funny as hell. Gotta check bro. that out. Yeah, I'm when I, up. When I t- it is. It, did you like? Do you like things like in the I vein? I like Britney Snow. Do you like things in the vein of like 40 year old virgin and uh and um and what's American the movie Pie? with Seth Rogen in it and uh oh shit it super bad? No, no, it's knocked not. That's quite. Yeah, knocked up. Do you if you like movies like that? Those two, you will love right. hooking up. When I tell you that it was. And Britney Snow in that movie, I think it's going to – it's not going to – a lot of people are going to see it. But she showed some acting chops that I haven't previously seen from her on a level because it, it really – it did some things for me in that for, – for her as an actress. And the actor's name, who is the, the other co-star in it, is Sam Richardson. I don't think I've ever seen him in anything else. He's funny as hell. He's funny as hell. Like, you got to watch the movie. Maybe we'll do, maybe we'll do a mini-sode mini on it if you get a chance to watch because I, I know you're – your taste, and I, you'll either really like it or you'll hate it, and either way, I'll make for a great review. Exactly. So uh, one more time for the people. What's it called? Hooking Up is the name of it. Hooking Up. So, so check that one out. So yeah, the, I'll definitely be checking it out. And so the, the basic synopsis of the movie is Sam Richardson's character is a guy who had testicular cancer before, and it came back, and they had to take one of his balls, so they, they, <laughs> they have to take the other one. And because he's worried about how it'll affect his sex drive, he goes on a trip with this uh, writer, and they're supposed to have sex in places that she hooked up with other people in. And so it's like this road trip, road trip coming-of-age uh, story thing, and it's, it's funny as hell. Another comedy we forgot as well, uh-huh. a big-time adolescence. I don't know if you saw it. it um, it's a more small one. It was with Pete Davidson. Oh, my God, bro. You need to watch that. And, and, and for those listening out there, you need to watch it as well. Um, it's with Pete Davidson, and it's uh, it's also like a sort of a coming of age uh, movie. But uh, you definitely definitely go out and watch it. it it's hilarious as shit. I may have to watch it. But yeah, definitely check out Cooking Up. But let's get back on track with. Uh, yes. I kind of oh, through that. Uh, so anything left that you want to talk about? Any scenes or anything with Coffee and Kareem? Nah, man. Again, like it's just a really fun movie. Um, you know, the ending obviously is predictable. You know, yeah. everybody loves everybody at the end. Um, so yeah, overall, I enjoyed the movie. It is what it is. It, 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 what they wanted to accomplish, they did. Um, nothing more, nothing less. Um, yeah, and that's pretty much it. It's just a fun movie, man. And in hard times, it's a fun movie to sit back and enjoy. Yeah, for sure. They definitely check it out, man. Uh, ratings. Let's give our ratings on it. What, what, what is your rating for this one? 
Yeah, so I kind of went back and forth on this one. Um, I don't think, um, as much as I enjoyed the movie, I, I can't give it like a four or four and a half star or anything like that because you have to have solid acting, which this Betty Gilpin, yes, a little bit of Taraji, yes. So I just give it, give it a stroke under that three and a half out of five stars for me. That's exactly what I'm giving you to. Like, I, I really, parts of me wanted to push it up to a four. Um, if it was a bit funnier or maybe had like, a really More funny, drama. hilarious action scene where it's like a, a great action scene, but it's also co- comedic. Um, I would have probably pushed it up to a four if I had some more of that. But ultimately, like, th- and the ending. We didn't talk about the ending. Uh, what do you think? Uh, well, well, let me get my rating because I'm, ju- I'm jumping. But, uh, yeah, three and a half, definitely for me. But the ending, like, with Betty Gilpin coming out of this explosion, uh, Ed Helms is all jacked up. It has burnts all on the side of his face. Yeah. And Betty Gilpin's character comes out. Taraji takes his gun and shoots her. What do you think about giving that scene to Taraji instead of like a Kareem or somebody else doing it? Bro, you fucking crazy? They can't do that. They're already getting someone shit with him cursing. Him shooting a gun. They, they, oh my that would have broke the internet. You're right. You, but see, but, but it needed that. Like having having a black kid shoot a white woman to end the movie. Uh, That's a cop. That's a cop. That's... Although she's dirty. Here here's the one thing that they they, they messed up on this. Okay. I would have liked to see a straight fight scene between taraji and betty yeah gilpin. and, the, and the, just give me that like for like for example have betty gilpin like have kareem like in a chokehold or something and taraji's just like oh you're not gonna touch oh, my baby nah. and just go yes. goes off and we get like a matrix like commit like that's that's what i'm saying that would have took that movie to afford me just yeah, remember the, being at it. the fight scene between hillary swank and betty gilpin at the yeah. end of the hunt it was a good action scene but also, they were like, it was funny, too, because they were, like, making all these comments. I think Taraji and, and her would have done even a better job. Absolutely. Like, matter of fact, I can, and this this will probably never happen, but you can give me a buddy cop movie with Taraji P. Henson and Betty Gilpin. I will show up for it. I think it would be great, bro. Something in the vein of, like, a, like a Bad Boys or Lethal Weapon, but for women. Like, because they, oh, bo- yeah. they both have the physicality. They both can do action. They both have great comedic timing. And they both, like, have these wildly ranging characters like i just i I really if you can't tell bro i really want to see betty gilpin get her get her role yeah absolutely and i think i think you'll we'll get that absolutely um i've said this a million times when you're good you're you're gonna eventually get noticed i i I don't want to sidetrack but um i was watching this thing the other day and it was with matt damon and ben affleck it was an old ass interview Mm -hmm. i think they were on oprah actually and uh you know matt damon and ben affleck were really nobody and they wrote the script to goodwill hunting and it sold and then their career blew up but matt damon was saying like he would have sold that script for a piece of chicken because he was like oh it was okay but he knew that eventually that he had that he had the chops that he's gonna make it and it's the same thing when you when you're good you're gonna make it there's nobody ever that's good and will never make it it's impossible eventually you're gonna get that breakout role unless they self-implode right and i don't i don't think betty gilpin is she doesn't have that like we we don't see her in anything scandalous we don't she doesn't her personality i've seen interviews with her she doesn't have that like personality where like she's a bitch or anything like that so i think i think she should be around for a long time hopefully yeah yeah i I hope so too um so yeah that's it bro i got nothing left man uh definitely check out this movie uh definitely check out the film frequency pod but jb go and get in your social media i can be reached on twitter at the p1jb that's at t-h-e p1jb of course i can reach on facebook javid bashrula check us out 
And you can follow me at CEO Hayes. That's at C-E-O-H-A-I-Z-E. But more importantly, you can follow us collectively at the Film Rose Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, thefilmfrequency at gmail.com. And lastly, you can check our discussion group at the Film Frequency. And that's it. This has been another episode of the Best Movie Podcast around. Soon to be number one uh, as we keep pushing forward. And we're out this bitch. Peace. Fuck you talking about number one on my list. <laughs>